Hi, and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia, who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. But tonight... Um, just, uh, you've got your Bibles open there. I, I, as Nicole and I have been praying for Rob and Bonnie as they're entering this new exciting adventure of being the senior pastors of Northridge Vineyard Church, and as you as a local church are stepping into that new exciting chapter of having new leaders leading you, uh, Nicole and I prayed, and we really felt like the Lord said to just spend a few moments in the prayer of Paul for the Colossian church. And um, so before we read it, though, it's really, really good just to take a, a little bit of a snapshot of what's actually going on here. It's, it's not just words on a bit of paper. It's like it's a real person interacting with some real people, and there's some serious God stuff going on, and they've tried to pen it under the inspiration of the very same Holy Spirit that we just saw begin moving in power on our, on our family, on our friends there with healing. It's that same Holy Spirit who inspired these people to pen these things to encourage the people of Jesus in the earth about the mission of the kingdom. So a little bit of backstory here. The, the, there's, there's a guy called Epaphras, great name, right? I haven't met too many Epaphrases, but Epaphras, great guy. He's a worker in the kingdom, church planter. He went and helped establish this church of uh, people there at Colossae. It was, and, and so this church is going all right, but in, in the mix of the cut and thrust of everyday living in the cultural context in which they found themselves, to actually be these people that followed Jesus as Lord meant that they had stepped out from this cultural conversation and living underneath the pressure of that and into another informing worldview and power. And that worldview and power was Jesus. And basically, they were, they were going all right. But all of a sudden, what, what was starting to happen was the rub of every day following Jesus in their cultural context was taking, taking the shine off their life. And it was, it was pressurizing them a little bit. And, and the, the real nub of what was going on for Epaphras is he was really worried that the rub would see Jesus dethroned from his enthronement as the God above every other God. And that, in fact, he was mysteriously a full-blown human being, and yet, at the same time, he was fully God. And what was happening at the time was there was these worldviews and philosophies that were going around the church and saying, just settle down. Yeah, he was human. He wasn't really God. He was just a creation of God. And Epaphras was like, that that doesn't sit well with me. I need some help. And so he goes and visits Paul in prison. And Paul, he shares this with Paul. And Paul's never been to Epaphras' church. He's never met with these people. And so Paul then sits with the Lord and he says, how can I encourage my family in the work of the kingdom in their cultural moment and the pressure of, of the world in which they find themselves? 
And so he writes this letter to them. And they're finding that their mission to follow Jesus and to be his good news people, it's often in a context of not a such a good news world. And they're realizing this. And these new spiritual influences and teachings and human philosophies were starting to really find their way into the church. And Paul was saying, guys, 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 always keep Jesus enthroned as Lord and King. And he called them to a devotion, a fresh devotion to Jesus. And as we read this in a moment, that's our prayer for you guys. Your devotion to Jesus in this season. As you begin the new chapter, as a church, as a fellowship of believers, following King Jesus, there's a fresh call from the Holy Spirit for your devotion to Jesus to be renewed. Some of you may even, as I'm speaking tonight, the Holy Spirit will be beginning to inform your mind and fill your body with the powers of the age to come as he catches your heart again and says, come on, keep following me. We believe the Holy Spirit is calling you, Northridge Vineyard, and we believe the Holy Spirit is calling you, Rob and Bon. Let's read the scripture together. I'm going to pick it up, chapter 1, verse 3, and I'm going to read down to verse 14. Paul writes, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all of God's people. The faith and the love that spring up from the hope that's stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and it's growing throughout the whole world, just as it's been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Holy Spirit. So for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask the Father to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Just a few little observations I want to leave with you tonight. Firstly, this. One of the distinctives in this letter that Paul writes, this prayer, is he's really calling on the people, remember the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to do the journey. You are going to need the Holy Spirit 
And if there's one distinctive that I love about who God's made us as a people is that we are more than, as vineyard people, we are more than simply open to the Holy Spirit. We are a people who are welcoming of the Holy Spirit, and we are a people who are risking to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit in any given moment. Be it we're doing something like gathering together like this or we're, or we're you know, in our workplace and then all of a sudden the person who comes and sits down next to us and uh, sits down next to us and we start to have these sore pains in our body that we didn't have a minute ago and, it's like, and we dare to believe that maybe the Holy Spirit wants us to reach out and partner with what God wants to do in the life of the person next to us. We need the Holy Spirit. Paul says we, to the people in Colossae, and I think he says it very clearly to us as well, to do the journey, we need wisdom and we need understanding. And if we want to experience this life that is worthy of Jesus and pleasing to him, it's this life of continually asking and welcoming for the Holy Spirit to come. Paul uses this word. He says, we continually Ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. This is a, it's not a, a prayer. It's a continual posture, Paul is saying. Our posture before God is, God, fill them. Fill them with your spirit. They need wisdom and understanding for the journey that they're on and the life that you've got them living with Jesus in the earth. Fill them, fill them with your spirit. Fill them again, fill them continually. And just when they, they think they've had it so much that they're full, fill them again because they need you, God, for the journey. You know, guys, you're going to need the Holy Spirit for this next chapter of the adventure of the kingdom that Jesus has for you as a people together. Rob and Bond, you're going to need the filling of the Holy Spirit continually. If, if there's one thing Nicole and I have done over the years is we've, we've asked a few people around the world, would you pray for us? Just without us even having to contact you to be in prayer for us. And, they say, and, and we've said to them, let your prayer be simple, but let it be direct. God, give them your spirit. Fill them. Fill them again. So we have these people praying for us all the time. And if I could encourage you, just invite some people that will pray that prayer for you as you lead, even as you pray that prayer for your people continually. Be filled. God, fill you. God, fill you. Come, Holy Spirit, is our prayer here in the vineyard. Be filled with the Spirit is our posture and our experience. And being led by the Spirit is our lifestyle in following Jesus into every sector of our daily life. Come, Holy Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. Secondly is this, Paul says the journey is one of, of, that requires great endurance and it requires patience and it's also filled with joy. It's an interesting dynamic, that one. Endurance, long-suffering, and joy. I think it's interesting how he mixes all of that together. Now, Rob's started this whole health initiative with doing, you know, triathlons and long-distance cycling and all that sort of stuff. And I remember 
<laughs> yes, it's a health initiative. <laughs> uh, one of the things that um, I remember with with my son Luke, he he and and my daughter Sarah, they both did triathlons for a season. And and one of the things that Luke did the Noosa triathlon a couple of times. He did all the big ones. He just loved them all. But one of the things that he he would do. He would talk about on his way as as he would come back into the the changeover station. We'd get to see him come in and then go out again, and we'd miss him for an hour, and then he'd come back in and go out again. And you could see the the reality that he was in a moment that was requiring great endurance to get to the finish line. And yet, when he got to the finish line, and even before he got to the finish line, he's like, "Yes, this is the best thing ever." It was like this mix of enduring uh, effort, uh, patience, determination, and joy all at the same time. And he would even, he often, when he finished the big races, sometimes he would literally just fall down and cry, just start crying. Just emotionally, he would just, it would just all be like, it's oh, the joy of what I've just done. Paul's saying, this, this is what the kingdom life is like. And to make that journey, we need the Holy Spirit. Now, my son, when he would do those long-distance rides and triathlons and stuff, he would have these little gel packs on his bike. He'd tape these little gel packs on his bike, and then partway along, he'd rip the top off and to sort of get that boost into his system to keep going. This is what the person of the Holy Spirit is like. He, he wants to fill you in those moments where the enduring reality of following Jesus in the time in which we live is challenging and draining and it requires a determination. But the Holy Spirit says, drink of me, be filled of me, keep going. Be filled. Endurance. You've got a long race to run. The drink stations are important. And a big vision requires a big journey. And often, as I said to Rob and Bon this morning, I said, you may hear voices from behind you along the way saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And when you hear those voices, you realize you have not arrived yet. (laughs) But that is a good thing to hear those voices behind you. This is a journey that requires determination, endurance, And joy. And all of these things are the outworking power of the person of the Holy Spirit that Paul is talking about here in his letter to Epaphras and Jesus' people. And lastly, the third thing is this Paul makes a very strong statement at the end that we just read there about reminding them hey, guys, come on, remember this. We are in the context of a great spiritual contest. There is a great spiritual war that's working itself out in the heavens and in the earth. And the reason why there is a, there is a rise of cultural philosophies and worldviews and attitudes is because way back behind some of all of this stuff, there is a spiritual dynamic at work that is opposed to the reality of Jesus being the Lord above all lords and Jesus being the God above all gods. And that all powers and all thrones and and all principalities that have been made for him and through him and by him, those things that have been in rebellion are being called back into order through his lordship. And they're not necessarily in agreement with that. But we live in the rub of that. 
But Paul reminds them and says, remember, you've been rescued out from underneath this. And you've been drawn up into the, the kingdom of the very Son of God, who is both God, fully God, and fully man. Great mystery. But he reminds them, they've been, I love this word, for he has rescued us. My encouragement to you, Northridge Vineyard, in this new season and to Rob and Bon, is to live like rescued people. Live like you know you've been rescued by the love of God. And then go and rescue others. Then go and rescue others. Live each moment realizing our life has been so generously invaded by a love that was way beyond our capacity to make our broken life healed. We've been invaded by this love that that has reached through all of those powers and dynamics of both, um, you know, historical generational brokenness and spiritual dynamics and all of, and even our own, you know, lofty choices to want to be the king of our own lives. (laughs) Through all of that, the Holy Spirit has come and broken in and brought the reality of Jesus alive in our hearts. Paul says, live from that place. Live like you know you've been rescued by the love of God, and now you're actually coming alive into the new creation that he has saved you to be. And that you don't have to wait till the day you die to enter into the joy of that journey. But never forget, this is in the context of a great spiritual conflict. We need the Holy Spirit, Paul's saying. We need the Holy Spirit to help us navigate the spiritual contest. As Jesus is advancing his love and his presence and his kingdom into the earth. And even into our families and even into our own life. It's a great spiritual contest. So from this moment, my encouragement to you is simply this. May the Holy Spirit fill you. May he fill you and continue to fill you. It is our prayer for you. It is the intention of God's heart to fill you. It is his posture that he is pouring out his spirit. He's been doing it ever since the book of Acts. He is pouring out his spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let your devotion to Jesus be made new. In Jesus' name, amen.